what is going on ladies and gentlemen welcome back to another edition of the jays for days podcast i'm josh he's josh we got jays jumpers jaron jackson juniors john Morantz, joe johnson jaw raps of course we've got jays we got him for days josh I feel like we have the worst possible combination with these conference finals. One of mm-hmm. them is just not competitive, and the other one is a combination of uncompetitive games. Mm. Right. That's so it's true. not it's not like you're getting a lot of value out of watching the individual Celtics Heat games. Right. Though it is a very compelling series overall and very much hanging in the balance. Mm-hmm. I'm just I'm kind of, I guess, ready for the finals at this point. I just want something where I can be sort of captivated on a particular night, and I feel like we don't have it right now. But we had a very good first two rounds. So. And, and it's it's almost like – and it's not like it, – it, the Boston and Miami series isn't even kind of leading you on. It's like, oh, maybe this will be competitive. It's like, I mean, last night it was 24-4. It's like, oh, I don't need to watch this anymore. I don't need to watch this anymore. Um, and I think what we've ironically ended up with, I mean, we've ended up with, on the West side, we've ended up with one team that, like, I'm not really sure is that good, apart from the fact that they have perhaps the most gifted offensive player of his generation on their team. I mean, this is not a can Luca carry a team through the playoffs. This is Luca's been plenty good, and it just hasn't come especially close to being enough, right? Mm-hmm. And then on the other side, like what it really comes down to is does Jimmy Butler get to the free throw line 15 times or does he not? And is he healthy the rest of the series? Right. And so you, you, we've gotten to this point where on one side, I just don't think the two teams are all that evenly matched and plenty of people, including me, somehow overestimated Luca. Like it was kind of like this, oh, Luca is so good and who in the world is going to guard Luca on this Warriors team? And then we kind of forget that, like, with all due respect to Jalen Brunson, that Jalen Brunson is the second best player the Mavericks have. Love Jalen Brunson. We're about to talk about Jalen Brunson plenty. And he's gonna he's made himself a lot of money over the past, you know, six months or so. But still, I think we can all agree that your second best player being Jalen Brunson, that nobody would have expected that team to be one of the four teams left standing. Right. Especially when you just look at the now, of course, the Nuggets were hurt and things like that, but you look at Phoenix, obviously Golden State. Mm-hmm. Memphis, Utah, you know, you go down the list, even team like the Timberwolves, the Trailblazers at the start of the season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's right. You're, you're not, there are real reasons to look at both of these teams and wonder how they got this close to being in the finals. And of course, and, the Warriors have been there before, so you're never going to count them out. But right, right. It's a, it's a different Warriors team that is not quite as scary. No. So hopefully we get a – I think we'll end up with and, – and who knows, maybe the, maybe Boston just won't – maybe the Heat will – you know, the home team will win the rest of the games in the Boston series and the Heat make it out. But, you know, I think at least for me, if I'm rooting for the most intriguing finals, I, I think I'm rooting for a Boston-Golden State finals. That just kind of 
that intrigues me more than a Golden State Miami Finals. But with that being said, I mean, you're right. The first two rounds were good. The first two rounds were really good. And the conference title games, the conference championship series have been kind of a dud. But hopefully that, I mean, part of the reason the first two rounds were so good is because, right, the Suns, the hands-down best team in the NBA throughout the regular season, got pushed twice and lost the second one, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and there there wasn't a lot of, and especially with the teams that were actually title contenders, there was just no separation and no real logic to what was happening right and the only separation we right the only separation we thought we had just didn't come to fruition in the playoffs the way that we thought we thought that they would so hopefully the games i mean right at the end of the day we still have an eastern conference finals that is 2-2 so even though the games themselves haven't been all that intriguing we do have a three-game series to decide who's going to represent the east which is you know not the worst thing in the world. And of course, now we're just kind of waiting for Golden State and Golden State to finish off Dallas. But um, hopefully, we get a better, more competitive NBA finals because you're right. I haven't been all that excited about watching any of the games in, in you know, the last you know, week or so. And when I have been excited, it's been for like three minutes. It's like, <laughs> okay, this game is over. I'm excited to watch this and I'm no longer excited to watch this. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. So now that we've got our NBA talk out of the way, uh, last week, right. We've had a couple of high profile retirements uh, over the last year, really. Right. When you go all the way back to, you know, Roy and coach K making that sort of, this is my final hurrah announcement. Um, and then you had Jay Wright kind of out of, you know, it was pretty clear after hearing him talk about it that it's not out of nowhere, uh, at least for him and internally at Villanova. But from the outside looking in, it was definitely uh, felt a little bit out of nowhere. But we got a lot of guys who were at their respective schools for a long time, and therefore they had a lot of good players play underneath them, win championships with them. And, um, you know, K, <laughs> Jay Wright was in Villanova for 21 years, and he was only at Villanova for half as long as K was at Duke, which is just a ridiculous thing to think about. So the so the pool of players to pick from when it comes to Villanova and the guys that played under Jay Wright, not quite as lucrative as the ones that uh, we got as the pool we got to pick from last week when talking about the five best players to ever play for Coach K, but uh, still a lot of really good players uh, to put on the really the undefeated color pattern of Villanova, the light blue, the Navy blue and the white. It's just super clean every single time. A lot of really, really good college basketball players have put on that uniform over the last 21 years with Jay Wright leading the Villanova program. So that's what we're doing today. We're talking the best to put on that uniform under Jay Wright at Villanova. Mr. Doring, is there anything you need to get off your chest before we dive into our selections i really hope you have the same backcourt as me i'm not gonna lie i got three point guards on my roster i mean i could have four yes i don't have three point guards but you're trending in the correct direction i believe i just i couldn't i couldn't bring it to do no 
to do Can all three. You? Okay. Well, there is a very there is a very real argument. I well, we'll get into it when we actually discuss. But I mm -hmm. I approve of that decision. Well, thank you. There's just right. and it, I guess the other thing I'll say is it's it's interesting to think about this because there was a you know a Villanova before Jay Wright mm -hmm. that had some pretty impressive players. Mm -hmm. So of course the record, you know, the record books are littered with his guys, but it's not it's not quite Duke, where basically you're talking about, you know, a couple jersey retirements before. Mm -hmm. The the leading do you know who the leading scorer in Villanova program history is? I do not. It is Kerry Kettles, hmm. who did not play for Jay Wright and obviously went on to have a very good NBA career. There are those right. kind of guys. Right. So it's a, to your point that you made earlier about the right, half as long thing. It does create an interesting sort of setup in the context of Villanova basketball history because Jay Wright means so much. And also there are so many players who were around for so long before he even got there and sort of trying to put all of this together. It's, I had an easier time than I thought but the, the guards definitely make this interesting so we can just jump in from there all right that sounds good let's uh let's get right into it uh give me give me your first guy let's, let's just make it easy um jalen brunson <laughs> yes um it would be very bold of you to not have jalen brunson on your on your team the two national titles the natty poi the fact he was the best player in the country. He's also 15th in program history with over 1,600 points, 1,667. Mm -hmm. And, of course, did that in three years. Right. This was the first – this was the only name I was positive was going on the list. Okay. That's interesting. But, I mean, yeah, I was also positive that he was going on my list. Yeah, I mean, like you said, I mean, the team success, yeah, the, the team success, the individual success, um, the, I, you know, I think because Archidiakono, Ryan Archidiakono was still there for that first title that we kind of forget how big of a role Jalen Brunson played on that first title. Like, yep. right, the, the thing we remember about that title is, Archie Diacono making the pass to Chris Jenkins to, to make that shot. Um, and those are, those are the type of names you associate with that title team first, even though he started 39 or 40 games that year for that team mm -hmm. averaged almost 10 points, right? Very, very good national uh, Villanova team, national champion, big East regular season. Um, and then just kind of exploded from there. Um, Right. Won the Big East regular season and the tournament title the next year. Uh, that team was, you know, considered to be the best team in the country for large stretches of that season. And then, of course, we know how good he was in 2018 uh, with that. Armar Spellman, Michael Bridges, Dante DiVincenzo, Phil Booth team um, where he was easily the best player in the country and they won all six NCAA tournament games by double digits. And it was just kind of ludicrous how 
good he was that year. And as a result, when, you know, back a couple of years ago, when we did our deep dive into the hundred best college basketball players of the decade, that he was the number one on the list for, uh, for a lot of reasons. Um, so absolutely. Of course he was on this list. Didn't have to, I mean, he was on this list before we even knew that we were making this list. That's how, <laughs> that's how, how obvious it was. So of course he is on my list as well. You want to just stick with the guards? Sure. Do you want me to, do you want me to give you a guard? Is that what you're at? Is that what you sure. were implying? Sure. There's one that okay. has to be here. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm a little nervous now. Um, I'll go Scotty Reynolds next. Thank you. Scotty Reynolds uh, was there 2007 to 2010. Um, second in career points, 2,222 points. Leader uh, of the Jay Wright era. Yep. Um, right. That would, as you just pointed out, uh, career 16 points per game career uh, for Villanova. Third in steals and was very very important on the t- one one of Jay Wright's on Jay Wright's first Final Four team in 2009. Um, I mean, a guy who right as impressive as he was as a senior, the fact that you could that his points per game from freshman and junior year could be separated by 0.9 points is uh, is impressive. Um, very very good. Uh, Consensus first team All American as a senior in 2010. Uh, very impressive career. I didn't have much. I didn't have much trouble putting him on this list either. No, and he's that guy that gets lost because he was in that transition from Villanova, sort of getting to the point where they were a power under Jay Wright, to Villanova becoming Villanova national champion Villanova. Because as I talked about when Jay Wright retired, right, this was the first Final Four team. There was a stretch after that in which things did not go well in the NCAA tournament. And so that final – Scotty Reynolds getting this team to the Final Four carries an incredible amount of weight with me. He also has the numbers to back it up. And from a, a production and longevity standpoint, no, he doesn't have the national title, but – we'll get into the trickier part here where we can't put five guards on the floor of how do you balance the different contributions to different national titles and the different roles players had in all of that. Scotty Reynolds was just a dude. And he played 139 games. That's only nine behind Phil Booth, who has the most in program history. So he's right up there in that category too. I, this is another one. I, I didn't immediately jump to put the name on the page like I did Jalen Brunson. But when I started thinking about guards and I tried to sort of bounce everybody off of Scotty Reynolds and compare them to him, it wasn't particularly close for me. I did not have a hard time deciding who my second guard was going to be. Sounds good. All right, who's next for you? I have Josh Hart as my small forward. Josh Hart is also on my team. Starting the national championship. He was the Big East Player of the Year and Defensive Player of the Year and an All-American, averaging 19.63 and one and a half. Mm-hmm. His final year, he's 10th in program history with 1,921 points. And he is two games behind Phil Booth. Just mm-hmm. when you think of 
the evolution of Villanova to becoming a national champion, there's a real argument he embodies that more than anybody else. And of course, then he was able to stay to put up the personal numbers in addition to the national championship. This is where you, you, you get a little bit more flexibility. I'm curious to hear what your precise justification for putting him is on there. But certainly when you talk about the best players of that stretch, he's as worthy as anybody else. Quite simply, I think he's the most complete player to ever play under Jay Wright. Not the best offensive player. Yeah. He might, he has a, he had, but like one of the five best perhaps. And I mean, there are some other guys on this list we can talk about being the best defender that, yeah. that Jerry had ever had, but, but is there anybody who's top five in both? Yeah, probably not. Um, so it, 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 and then you also talk about 15 and a half points on that 2016 national championship team. He was just gross as a senior, right? He was even better individually as a senior. That was a team that ultimately disappointed in the tournament, but a guy who I, you know, I don't, I don't knock Josh Hart for what happened in that senior year. If that makes sense. Like I consider, I consider him one of not the best player on that 2016 team too. So I don't, I, I don't, knock you know for example wow let me try words here (laughs) on this podcast where we use words um i would never put him in any sort of category that perhaps someone might put colin gillespie from a like from just simply a when colin was the best player on that team they didn't win a national championship which is fine they made it to the final four Mm -hmm. there was a year where you felt like you know, they didn't even get a chance to make that run because he was hurt, right? I mean, the, the I have no knocks for the Colin Gillespie Villanova career, but the point being um, is that I feel like that Josh Hart ticked that box as being the most important player on a team that won a national championship. And then you have the individual accolades to back it up. He just did it in two separate seasons while Jalen Brunson did it all in one season. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, he didn't go flying onto the list but there weren't exactly very many speed bumps on his way to the list, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, well, he's one of those names that's just kind of synonymous, right? Right, and that's when, the when other you... part of this too, is that I'm, I am very much here for putting synonymous players, you know, players synonymous with Villanova, synonymous with Jay Wright, kind of always in the conversation of the best Jay Wright teams, the best players to play for Jay. I'm all for putting those kind of guys on the list. Um, without that being the case, I think Josh Hart still makes it onto this list because I think he was that good during his time at Villanova. Um, but adding that just makes it just, just makes it even more of a slam dunk. Um, and he's like, from an advanced perspective, like probably the best Villanova player ever from like a <laughs> efficiency standpoint. Um, so he is also, he's also on my team. Yeah. And the ability to, I almost feel like it works for him the way this played out because part of the struggle for me with this list, I don't know about you is okay. These teams are all so well balanced that unless you have Jalen Brunson, mm-hmm. how do you really make sense of all of this? 
And so to have, right, Josh Hart fit into a team that also had Brunson, Archidiakono, Jenkins, etc. And then to put up the numbers that you just don't see Villanova guys score in 19 games. He proved he could do it within the great team and also that he could be the guy to make a team. So I'm right there with you that that, if anything, it's a plus, it's certainly not a knock. The, the way that played out and right not sort of building off of a national championship, which is contradictory in and of itself, because that's not a thing you can do. <laughs> Agreed. Alrighty. Do you want me to give you the last guard on my team or do you want me to give you the, the big guy that's on my team? Let's save the bigs for the end because I'm real curious about that. Okay. Can I guess your guard? Sure. Dart. Uh, it is not. Oh. Okay. Do you want to do you want do you want another guess or is that Gillespie? A... Um, no. Okay. There's one other guy. From recent? No. From the very beginning. Oh, okay. Kyle Lowry. No. (laughs) There's one other guy. You're missing one. Another point guard. Another guard. A guard or a point guard? Uh, Point guard. Uh, Guard. Uh, Yeah, guard. Randy Ford. Correct. Okay, I had I had my head point guard. That's going to be the justification. Um, uh, four four years of at least of averaging double digits, capped off by a year in which he averaged twenty point five, five point eight rebounds, and three assists, along with a one a steal and a half. Um, consensus All American, two thousand six Beast Player of the Year. Um, and the other part of this for me is that when you go back to the genesis of Jay Wright's tenure at Villanova, part of it, Randy Foy has a very big role to play in that from just he and along with guys like Alan Ray, who was also there from 2003 to 2006. Those um, two guys were the one. I had a really hard time leaving both of them off. um, So I, I, and I wanted to give props to somebody on those very early teams. Um, because my big guy is was the best player on the 2009 Final Four team. So that, I mean, I'm curious if you've got him on your list. Um, but I wanted to give some props somewhere early on. Um, he's because, you know, Randy Foy started there. They went 15 and 16, 18 and 17. And by the time he left, they were going to the Elite Eight and they finished 28 and five in Randy Foy's last year. So, um, and 20 and, and and then just in general, 20 and a half, like not very many guys average yep. 20 points. I mean, Jalen Brunson didn't average 20 points in a Villanova uniform. That's what we're talking about from a, from a, how, how the, the, the level of stats that he, that he point that he put up Jalen Brunson got the 18.9. We're talking about two and a half, like a point and a half more per game. So uh, Randy Foy is the other guard on my team, uh, along with your Jalen Brunson's and Scotty Reynolds and Josh Hart, which leaves one spot left on my team. But that's my third guard. This is see if we could just put five guards out on the floor, Randy Foy would have been on my team. 
fair. It's a, I, I didn't have too much of a difficulty picking my guards, mm-hmm. but I had a hard time leaving those guys off, if that makes sense. Because sure. he absolutely is both him and, and Alan Ray for the exact reasons you just laid out and the way they elevated the program and the stupid numbers they put up. Mm-hmm. Absolutely deserve to be in this conversation. They just kind of got outdone by all of these guys with rings and Scotty Reynolds kind of taking it to another level with team success when he got there mm-hmm. right after them. So we got some different, we're going to have some different choices here. This will be yeah. fun. All right. So give me your next one. Yes. So my power forward is Michael Bridges. Okay. I thought it might be. And you don't have Dante DiVincenzo on this team. That makes me happy. I was a little worried you're going to have Dante DiVincenzo <laughs> on this team. No, I didn't. For, I honestly did not consider for a second that possibility. Okay, good. Okay, good. I got too much respect for Villanova to be doing that. Fair enough. This is tell where me, it does. Tell me why. You have that same Jalen Brunson thing where you contribute, not quite as much as Brunson on the first team, but you've got two rings you contributed to. Of course, by the time he got to his junior year, it was 18 and five, shooting 43 and a half percent from three. And he had more points in his Villanova career than Colin Gillespie did heading into this season, for what that's worth. Just a little fun. And of course, Michael Bridges also won Big East Defensive Player of the Year. The year he didn't win a national championship. The combination of what he immediately brought defensively, because I would argue he's the best defensive player, Jay Wright's coach, and just how ridiculously good and efficient he was as a junior on that national championship team. Mm-hmm. We're to the point where there are not as many. I feel like there are, you've got Archer Diacono, Brunson, Hart, Gillespie as kind of the Mount Rushmore in terms of synonymous guy. That's probably fair. And then you have the, the four-year guys who put up the numbers. We've talked about them, particularly the guard position. But when you get to the later stages where this program has been immensely successful, it's just kind of guys coming in and out. So I'll take the two-time national champion who, I mean, that junior year was – if you take out Brunson's junior year, I mean, that's got to be up there with the best individual season somebody has had at Villanova under Jay Wright, right? I mean, I would give better ones to three of the guys on my – Sure. On my – From a – yeah, from an individual performance yeah, standpoint. Sure, yeah, 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 but yeah. still, but you're absolutely right. From a, and I'm sort of combining how good that team was and how good he was on that team and how efficient he was. Sort of all of it together. For sure, for sure. But the, the knock is – He's always going to be a three and D guy. He's to your point about Josh Hart. He's mm-hmm. not going to be a go-to scorer on your team. Mm-hmm. But to me, just that defense and that three-point shooting was. I mean, I guess that's not really fair. He averaged 18. Josh Hart averaged 19. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like that year just gets undersold. So that's ultimately and that second ring, too. I mean, mm-hmm. right? Those are the two guys that really contributed to both right so that matters to me as well sure okay so we both got one spot open the hardest position at least in my opinion you think so 
Well, uh, to be to be fair, my my big guy is a forward. It's not a center, but he's six nine. So I mean, like, it's not like I'm putting Mike Bridges in my five spot. So mm-hmm. we're we're getting, and he was certainly a very very physical presence. Would you like me to unveil? Are you ready? Are you on the edge of your I seat yet? Uh, my last guy is Dante Cunningham. Okay. Um, 2006 to 2009. Uh, very much, he's about as good as successful of a Villanova guy as you can get without winning a national championship. Elite eight as a freshman, sweet 16 as a junior. Best player on that final four team in 2009 played at least 19 minutes per game in all four seasons that he was there um, and played at least 27 in his last three seasons. Um, and, and and a lot of this comes down to just how good – talk about undervalued seasons. I mean, the his production on the 2008-9 team is, is pretty impressive. Um, <laughs> makes me laugh to, to – I mean, he took like – 11 threes his entire career at uh, three excuse me he took three three threes at villanova um but senior year 16.1 seven and a half on 53 percent shooting i he's super physical dominant really good rebounder one of the best rebounders that jay wright had um and honestly i needed a big guy and I'm not sure there was a better, there was a big guy, not, not, I'm not sure I'm positive. There wasn't a big guy that had a more complete, a, a more complete. And from a talent perspective that when he was the guy, he showed up the way that Dante did when he was a senior with the way that he absolutely stuffed stat sheets for a team that went to a final four. So um, like I said, if I had my way completely, um, my team probably has five guys under <laughs> six, seven on it. Right. Like maybe Michael Bridges is on there, but like I'm not, but I'm not totally convinced. I wouldn't yeah. have done like Jalen, Jalen, Scotty, Colin, Randy, and and Josh Hart. Like I'm not sure that I wouldn't have done that because, like, I, like I, I like I thought I knew just how much point guard you like guard you Villanova was, and I was like, oh my gosh, like oh my gosh, this is this is impressive. Um, because it really has been since he got there. It really is just one, one elite college basketball guard after another, literally but all the way up until. And we're not discussing Kyle Lowry. Kyle Lowry, Ryan Archdiakono didn't yep. make either of our <laughs> lists, right. and Colin that Gillespie. and that's an and that's a Big East player of the year there as well. Yep. Um, Colin Gillespie didn't make either of our lists. That's a Big East player of the year as well. Like this is the level of player that we're. This is the level of guards that we're talking about. Um. But in terms of if I'm trying to be fair to the, you know, to the big guys on a roster that on a in a program that is known for their shooting abilities and just how sort of seamless their offense is, um, I thought Dante was the one who deserved the nod. So he is the guy who rounds out my uh, severely undersized basketball team. My team is undersized as well. So we can't run with the same philosophy when it comes to big guys. Can I guess your big guy? Yeah. Is he recent? Yes. Is it Jermaine Samuels? No. No. Is it Omari Spellman? No. Who am I forgetting? Eric Pascal? No. 
Guys, who am I forgetting? Can I phone a friend? Who am I forgetting? Am I going to be like, oh, duh? This is Biggie's player of the year. Big East player of the year. Who am I? Who am I forgetting? Very recent. Yes, that was me frantically typing. Co Co Big East player of the year, if that helps. With oh, Jeremiah Robinson Earl. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'll allow it. I forgot he was a big... Okay, yeah, that's cool. I'm here he, for that. He, he played center, so I said, I'm going to go with it. We're going to stay true to Villanova. I'm, I'm here for Six, it. Six, nine dudes play center. Wait, hold on. Trivia time. How many Villanova players won Big East Player of the Year since Jay Wright got there in oh, 2003? Individual players? Yes. So Gillespie's got one and a half. Yep. Earl's got half. Jalen Brunson has at least one. And I'm just I just Villanova names on here. How many times was a Villanova guy, same player or not, oh. at least a co Big East player? How many times have Villanova players won it? Yes. Oh, okay. Same player or not. So okay. like Colin Gillespie counts as two. Yeah. 15. No, no, it's not that many. Okay. I was trying to no. do, you know, you've got you've got some Marcus Howards in there. Yeah. Um, no, it's it's seven. Oh, okay. Yeah. It was, it's so it's no so Randy Foy in 06. Yep. And then it, there wasn't another one until Archie Diacono shared it with Chris Dunn in 15. So there's, there's been six that. names since. 2015. So Gillespie is the only two-timer. That's correct. That's correct. Man, sorry, sorry, Colin. I'm sorry, (laughs) but yes, Diakono in 15, Hart in 17, Brunson in 18, Gillespie and Earl in 2021, and then Gillespie in 2022. But okay, I I, I'm here for Jeremiah Robinson Earl. I kind of that one kind of flew under my radar to be honest with you. There were certainly knocks against him, right? Lack of team success, which certainly Dante Cunningham had if you're comparing the two of them. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, this is relative to Villanova standards. Robinson Earl played on very good basketball teams. And right. one of them, he didn't have Colin Gillespie in the NCAA tournament. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's really the reason I was comfortable putting him on this list is what he did to carry them once Gillespie got hurt. Mm-hmm. That, I mean, he averaged 13 and nine across his two seasons. He was just so good his entire two years. And to get a Big East player of the year, to be the guy on that NCAA tournament team. And also, I mean, he's as talented a big as Jay Wright's had, mm-hmm. just from a skill standpoint. And so, to me, there was enough in those two years without having a, as you talked about, that obvious guy to point to as sort of the standard bear. Mm-hmm. You're just kind of picking between things. So I gave him a little bit of a break for the fact it was only two seasons. The fact that, you know, 
These were not the national championship teams. He wasn't on this year's Final Four team, but he was he was excellent, and he just gave Villanova something different that they really don't. I mean, Omar Spellman gave you a little bit of that, mm-hmm. but uh, Robinson Earl is more diverse in his skill set, right? The passing, I'd argue he's a better rebounder, those kind of things. Sure. And so it's just something a little bit different in addition to his very good performance on the court and what he meant to that, that team, his sophomore season ultimately made me okay. Putting him on here, even though I'm with you that if I have my way, this is guard central. Mm. Sure. Yeah. I think both, both of them, if you said, Hey, let's put together a list of the five best big men to play under Jay Wright from a skill perspective, mm-hmm. those two are probably one and two in some order. Um, and then you can have conversations about Jermaine Samuels and his just longevity. Um, Eric Pascal, Amari Spellman. Amari Spellman. Um, we can have and those conversations. Daniel Ochepu sure. maybe gets Oche- that yeah. conversation. Yep. I mean, the numbers aren't there, but from a what he meant to the team, you know, defensive presence standpoint. But very much Villanova is the way that Jay Wright played basketball was set up for wings and guards to shine, yes. which is not right. In no way, shape, or form is that a knock. It's just true. Um, and as a result, you had guys that were, you know, one, you don't have guys who are highly re- recruited, like for the most part, guys who, you know, top five in the class coming to Villanova. And that's the other part of this that we could talk about is that yeah. how many is like how few of these guys, like Jalen Brunson was a five-star but it's not like we're talking about the elite elitist of the elite in terms of recruits. No, I mean, Robinson Earl was one of the best recruits he ever got. Right. Exactly. Uh, and it's, you know, we're still talking about all of these guys that are, that had absolutely phenomenal careers right. at, at Villanova and turn and transformed into all American players, literally annually. Um, which is which is also very very impressive, but I have no issue with with JRE being on being on that team. I really just have an issue with positions. Yes. <laughs> JRE didn't do us any favors. No, whatever. Did, Fine. Does this team have any chance against Duke? <laughs> um. See, if that's the question, then my team looks more yes. like Jalen Brunson, Josh Hart, Michael Bridges. And then maybe some physicality will put like spell, well, like either Pascal and Cunningham yeah. or Spellman and Cunningham, like something like that. So the the team as I have constructed <laughs> it, no, um, it doesn't. But also, I think it's just fair to say that in general, like if you're making a list of, well, l- let's put let's let's frame the question that way. If you're making a list of the all time greatest college basketball players, how many? I mean, how many Duke players do you name that we named last before you name the first Villanova guy? I mean, I think there's a conversation for Brunson to be very, very high on that yes. list. And I think just in general, people think of him in that is in that sense as one of the premier college basketball players at the very least of the last 20 years and in, you know, beyond that. But I'm not sure people think of Josh Hart that way. No. Right. And I think that would be the second guy to come off the list, right? 
And I don't think they think of the Randy Foy's and Scotty Reynolds of the no. world in that way either. No, you got um, JJ Reddick to do that. Right. I mean, and those guys didn't win titles, which is why I think part of that part of the reason that Brunson is as high that as he is, but nobody from this Villanova side is is having that sort of pedigree in terms of how they're talked about. Like the I mean, we had, I mean, JJ Reddick never won a title and I mean, he went on the list pretty quickly for both of us, right? Um, so the short answer is probably not, but uh, the other part of me is like, yeah, Jay Rett probably finds a way to make it a four-point game at the under four. Yeah, and that's where I was going to go immediately when you framed the question that way was Brunson is in that conversation. Mm-hmm. I, I would argue that Leitner and Hill – go above him with their two national titles and how mm. consistent, I mean, they were consistent in a way that even Brunson's teams weren't. <laughs> right. When it comes to reaching final fours. But after that, I think Brunson holds his own and certainly belongs in that conversation with those two and holds his own against anybody else. My biggest fear would be, or the, the biggest gap I see is what happens when that drop from one to two from a Villanova perspective, mm-hmm. because I mean, right. You're talking Kyle Singler didn't even make the Duke list and didn't come particularly close. Right. You can put his numbers up there right with Josh Hart. Now maybe you give the slight edge to Josh Hart, but Josh Hart, I agree with you. Josh Hart is probably two. Kyle Singler is, you know, down there in the eight nine category, right? Eight nine spot for Duke. Yep. That's where you. There are a lot of guys who are similar at Villanova that have sort of one thing or the other, but not everything. And Duke has some guys that have everything, and some guys who are even better in those individual categories than these Villanova guys. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I I. That would be a fun game to play someday is how many teams can build a lineup comparable to that Duke one. Mm. A lot of those guys were on the same freaking team. Yeah. And then the question becomes, <laughs> right, time period of, okay, do you get, does UCLA get to go way back? You know, right, right. Does, does Kareem I mean, get to show up? I mean, really the fun, really the fun game isn't even can, how many programs can build a can build a team to rival the Duke the Duke lineup we put together? It's how many teams, how many programs in history can put together a lineup that like just rival the '92 team? You know, like right. like just the '92 team. We don't even have to go outside of that. Just the '92 team. How many how many yeah. how many programs can even stack up to that? Which is just a little little ludicrous, um, but. Yeah, that, that's still a really good team. Still a really good Villanova. Is that Villanova team the best Villanova? Like, that's a fun game to play. Is the Villanova team you just put together, do they put together a season that is the best season in Villanova basketball history? Mm. I mean, in theory, yeah. the answer is yes, right? Yeah. And I will say the team that you put, I mean, obviously the team that you put together, I'm more confident in than the team I put together, even though I just named them the five best players the Villanova's ever had or Villan- or, or Jay Wright's Villanova has ever had. Yeah. Yeah. I feel, I mean, so what would you be doing? You'd be switching Scotty Reynolds for Archie Diacono, 
which I've got no issue with. And right. So, so is the seventeen eighteen team the best Villanova team ever? Can we would do? You, can we agree on that? That's where I'm leaning. That's where I'm leaning. So the the starting lineup on that team was Brunson, Bridges, um, not DiVincenzo, Brunson, Bridges, Spellman, Pascal, Booth. Right. That was the starting lineup on that team. DiVincenzo coming off the bench, which is just ridiculous to think about. By the way. Say one more. Who was the fuck? Brunson. Brunson. No, Archie Diakono wasn't on the 18 team. Oh, 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 you're eight. Oh, sorry, 18. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. If, if the 18 team is the right. best Nova team of all time. Right, right, right. Brunson, Bridges, Spellman, Pascal, Booth. That was the starting five, and DiVincenzo came off the bench. Right, right. DiVincenzo is the sixth man. So he started he started 10 games that year, DiVincenzo. Did. Yeah. So you're still okay. So you're switching Scotty Reynolds for Booth. I'll take that all day. Yep. So the backcourt is Brunson and Booth. Sorry, Brunson and Reynolds. Yep. Bridges stays. Bridges stays. So Josh Hart for Pascal. Fine with that. And then. I mean, and you, then. You pick your center. Right. Uh, to me, they're all. With that shooting, though, I kind of want Robinson Earl from a passing standpoint. But there's, or you could also argue we need the interior presence of a Dante Cunningham or a right, or Spellman could certainly work with that team. The larger point is, I feel like you're gaining some things that the making those other two changes, and I don't feel like you're losing very much at the center. So, yes, okay. If you, yeah, you take the foundation of the 17 18 team, sprinkle in some Josh Hart, yeah, yep, sprinkle in some Josh Hart. What a ludicrous thing to say. Um, but yeah, pretty, pretty darn good basketball team. Pretty darn good basketball team. You, you got any, any, um, anything you need to talk through any, anything about the, the 20 years of Villanova that you need to get off your chest. I mean, I know we talked about this on the last podcast about how, about, uh, how you would be much more emotionally invested in this team. Yeah. Really, that was mostly about Scotty Reynolds. Yeah. Okay. And just there will be there will be some fond memories when we get to our all favorites teams next. Yes. Yes. But, I'm not gonna lie. I'm kind of dro- I'm dropping the ball a little bit on the questions to ask you. I was about to ask. It's been it's been a a taxing day. So for to to say the least, and I haven't exactly been in a uh, in a fun trivia question headspace, to be honest with you, but okay. But so I'm dropping the ball a little bit. That you know what we'll do favorites, uh, you know, next week, and I will come prepared with. with I'll make it up to you. Okay. Oh my. I'll make it up to you. I'll make it up to you. It's a lot of pressure. Did you know that on the 2018 team that there were two players from Wilmington, Delaware? Did you know that Delaware had more than one high school? I don't think I knew that. I think DiVincenzo is one of them, right? Correct. And then Peyton Heck is Uh, the other. The 5'11 guard from Archmere Academy. My boy boy Peyton had to have been a a walk-on. I can't believe you just threw that kind of shade in Delaware. What that they that they have more than Did one high school? Did you know they had two high schools? 
we have to go send you to go watch the Delaware High School State playoffs. How big is Delaware? Delaware is 1,900 square miles, 96 miles long, and ranges from 9 to 35 miles across. It's the second smallest state in the United States after Rhode Island. Okay. Um, how big is New York City? Okay. So it's three, it's four times as big as New York city let's see how big is shelby county tennessee that's where i'm from it is only it is less than twice as big as shelby county shelby county is seven seven hundred and eighty five square miles those counties when you get into the big urban areas yeah you think it's bigger than how big is Marion County, Indiana? That's where we are now. No, Marion County is small. Never mind. Yeah, Never mind. I feel like Marion County is not that big. Yeah, you're right. Marion County is not that big. Well, relatively speaking. Yeah, yeah. Anywho. It's a nice tight square kind of thing. <laughs> yes. Yes. The uh it's uh, it's the interstate 465 county, just border it all yes. the way around. That's all righty. Right. I'm out of things to say. You got anything else? Um, I have to do some some real thinking before next week. All righty. Yeah, it's a big. It's a big. This is the kind of thing you hang your hat on. That's so right. you got some. You got some thinking to do. And, this is a big. And there's no numbers involved, right? All you have to you're just entering to yourself, mm-hmm. which makes it that much worse. Yeah. Because you got to find it from deep inside your soul. You get no. That record book can't help you. Yep. And you certainly don't deep want to, inside I mean, your soul. <laughs> and this is the this is the greatest honor we can bestow be bestow upon somebody. So you don't want to leave anybody out. Right. All right. It's big Get moment. ready. All right. That's all we got. Um, please be nice to each other. Just be nice to each other. We uh it has been a a a a um just a just a very very not good afternoon in the uh in the united states so um just just be good to each other please and we'll leave it at that for now but just just be decent to one another um that's all i ask and we'll uh and we'll see you next week please Subscribe to the Jays for Days podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. Follow us on Twitter at Jays for Days Pod. We'll be back next week with the way far more important lists of the of our f- favorite players from from the two eras that we have discussed. Um, but yeah, we'll be back next week. Thanks so much for listening to this edition of the Jays for Days podcast. I'm Josh. He's Josh, and we will see you later.